Welcome to Eternal Elements Learning Podcast brought to you by Chessa Online. These podcasts are a part of the audio certificate programs on Chessa Online. You're free to take these podcasts on your desired portal also, should you only wish to learn on the go. Thank you so much for engaging on these podcasts. And you can connect with the author on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, this is Niket Karasgi from Atyasa Online. Talking to you on Eternal Elements. These are podcasts in Season 6 on uh, Corporate Governance. We talk a lot about ethics. We talk a lot about code of business conduct. So it's all about being compliant. It's all about being a great corporate citizen. And we also said that ultimately they're the leaders who create the DNA in the organization to ensure that ethics and compliances become a part of the virtue of the organization. Now, if that is true, that means an entrepreneur creates an organization, he owns the organization, she owns the organization, they put in their money, the equity is there, they open up the organization onto the stock markets, and then you have various shareholders who tend to put in their money, could be hard-earned money. And for a lot of shareholders, their life depends on how the company operates and performs. And should a fraud happen, it is a disaster. It hits the economy. it hits the brand it hits the employment and it also hits the shareholders badly it also hits the stakeholders have we not had enough companies that we know of who have been liquidated primarily because of financial frauds therefore it becomes important for every entrepreneur who floats an organization to have a great institution of board of directors Now, why is the board of directors as an institution important? Because what happens here is that there are a set of professionals who are actually running the organization now and they are actually auditing and they are ensuring that the compliance happens within the organization. So, what is the institution of board of directors? They are a group of trustworthy, responsible and respectable professionals who look after the interests of the shareholders. They are not directly involved with the company. and they must operate in the best interest of the company therefore the integrity of the people on the board that means the value system of people on the board has to be impeccable they must provide the entrepreneur enough leadership in the area of corporate governance because what happens is the goal of an entrepreneur is profit maximization and the goal of the board of directors is compliance it's about corporate governance and therefore it definitely makes sense to have a set of corporate professionals who are experts in the zone of corporate governance it is the ultimate responsibility to ensure that no deviations happen and therefore it also ensures that the organization does well in the long run they can be elected they can be appointed they can be nominated and they jointly together oversee the activities of the company so what are the different types of boards that we talk about when it comes to statutory compliances well you have a unitary board which is full control of every aspect of the company now that's a problem 
that means definitely there could be some issues which could be put under the carpet but if you have a two tier system where there is a separation of monitoring and management night helps because monitoring is being done by a neutral board the supervisory board therefore controls the management board because management board is operating under stringent goals and therefore compromises can happen but while the stringent goals are there these independent board of directors will ensure that the goals are met the right way so who is the director of the company now since the company is an artificial person it requires a natural person and the director is this agent and the trustee of the organization normally these are a set of people who have the entrepreneurial idea and who float the organization there is an executive director who looks after the day to day affairs of the company and he is normally an employee of the company he could also be a director like in my case i am an executive director of my company and i am the equity holder of my company uh it could be somebody else it could be the same person you also have other directors under executive positions they could be production directors they could be finance director you could also have a managing director who by virtue of the articles of the company is empowered to look after the operations and then finally you also have a whole time director well these are different nomenclatures given to directors that defined in the article of the organization these are the people who are directly responsible for the operations of the organization and therefore they go through a lot of ethical dilemmas and thus you require the non executive directors now who are the non executive directors they are not employed they do not participate in day to day activities but they definitely provide a professional expertise so that the organization stays on course and does not fall into the trap of non compliances you also have shadow directors these are not formal appointed but they instruct the company directors and uh, they can have controlling stake as a de facto director so they are not actually involved in the organization directly but they do control the management of the organization but that's fair enough no problem women director is something that is now critical when it comes to statutory compliances a lot of countries are executing this in order to ensure that there is a diversity on board women directors definitely help because they bring in a lot of empathy in the organization they also ensure that uh, the compliances are taken care of and a lot of instances are there where women leaders tend to be higher on competencies than the men directors they're great collaborators they can bring in a lot of warmth in the organization they also have their professional expertise that they can back up with now there are independent directors now who are these independent directors they're on remuneration which are determined by the remuneration committee of the organization but they have no material relationship with the company they aren't doing any business with the company they bring in objectivity they are also guardians of the stakeholder interest and they operate through committees independent directors are defined in terms of numbers by a lot of countries in terms of their own rules and regulations please do refer to your original country documents and determine how many independent directors how many independent directors can operate on how many different companies how many different boards how many chairmanships can they operate now these are the integrities that one would need to go through you also have nominee directors now what do they do they are appointed on behalf of interested party for instance you picked up a debt instrument now if the debt instrument is from an fii then obviously they would want to put somebody from their side now that becomes a nominee director they could also be appointed by people uh, who are the owners or who are the majority stakeholders in the organization they are also lead independent directors they collaborate with the non employee directors and they look after 
the activities and their meetings. It helps to have lead independent directors. These are senior mentors that can happen to the committees that are operating within the organization led by the uh, independent directors. There's a chairman. The chairman is elected. It's not a legal position. It provides leadership to the board. The chairman ensures that the meetings are conducted and the agendas and the proceedings are minuted and they operate in the way that they're supposed to operate professionally. The chairman also is mandated to ensure effectiveness of the board. He can be full-time, he can be part-time and uh, can be combined with a managing director or a CEO if it's a small firm. So it's an open system. A lot of times you have ex-official chairman. Uh, but it's important that the chairman remains neutral because the chairman is looking after the committee. You have the CEO, the chief operating officer, chief executive officer, COO, CEO. They're board appointed normally in large organization and they're the bridge between the board and the direct operations. And one of the critical functions in any corporate governance structure is your company secretary. He's a vital link between the board, the stakeholders, and the regulators because a company secretary, he or she, is expected to file all the returns of the company uh, to the uh, government and the regulators and also ensure that everything is minuted properly and it's uh, the company operates in its uh, ethics and uh, in terms of the, uh, the rules and the regulations and the law of the land. That's what comprises the entire system. Now, obviously, if you have a board, the board also has a charter. It's a good practice to actually have a charter where you define the roles and responsibilities of the board, board members. Here in the charter, you define the roles of the board, what are the different roles that every board member is going to play, you talk about the board processes, you define how the process is going to run, and you define how the meetings are going to be conducted and what's going to be the frequency of the meetings. Remember, an effective board ensures an effective organization and effective corporate governance. If the board is lame, you got a problem on hand. And do we have a lot of lame boards? Of course we do. That means any company that wants to get into a fraudulent practice will ensure that the board is compromised. However, if you're creating a sustainable organization and if you truly believe in corporate governance, you will ensure that you have a strong board and they're mandated to ensure that the organization does well, stays on course, and practices every ethics, and in fact goes beyond the rules and the mandates of regulators, and they go by their own set of compliances and ethics, which could be benchmark practices that they can create. Thank you very much. This is Niket Karasgi signing off from this podcast for Eternal Elements, brought to you with us online. I'm going to be talking to you in the next podcast on what are the different committees that the board members tend to lead. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next podcast.